Paris-Musée Olympic. When sport becomes an art, works of art tell their own stories. A podcast produced by Paris-Musée. Paris-Musée Olympic means having one foot in the history of art, one in the history of sport, and the rest of the body wholly immersed in a work of art. Close your eyes, dive into a painting, slip into your sneakers and saddle up for the Olympics by listening to what the Paris Museum's collections have to say about themselves. Come on then, on your marks, get set, go. Today we are getting entangled in The Wrestlers, a drawing by Osip Zadkine from 1943. Hang on, what are those two doing? It's odd because I can't see a setting of any kind, something that could tie me to a particular era. There are just those two men over there. Are they dancing or fighting? Well, they have been drawn in Indian ink. There is a certain tension between them. That must be due to the crosshatch style. It looks like they're just about to fall. <laughs> well, I didn't see that one coming. If that hold doesn't exist yet, we could call it the knockout tango. Ha! I bet this is the drawing called The Wrestlers by Zatkin. If I'm wrong and I lose, I don't mind wrestling. I take your bet. And the next round... <laughs> no, 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 no. No, that's just an expression. You know, like uh, wrestling with oneself, wrestling with an idea, that kind of thing. OK, hang on, let me check. There, under that sort of base at your feet, it says... Zetkin! Bingo! Another knockout! That was a close shave. I'll carry on with my partner, then. You'll have to excuse him. He isn't rude. But his motto is no speaking while sparring, which isn't the case for me. In fact, allow me to ask you a question. Why are we in the United States at the moment? Doesn't Osip Zadkin live in Paris? Action! Ah, yes, well, we'll certainly have a lot of that. Now, to answer your question, it's the year 1943, so... Oh, um, but your head seems a bit stuck. Are you OK? My ears are free, so do continue. OK, thank you. So, as I was saying, it's the year 1943. You must be aware that there's a war going on. Because of the German occupation and the anti-Semitic policies of the Vichy government, Zetkin had to flee from Paris and go into exile in the United States. Ooh, that position looks really uncomfortable. Don't you worry about me. You wrestle with ideas, I'll wrestle with gravity. Can I ask you another question? Of course. Zatkin is a sculpture, isn't he? Why have we only been drawn then? Yes, he's Zatkin a sculptor, sculptor and a famous one. He? he even revolutionized Why sculpture by nearly exclusively practicing direct carving. I don't know if you know, but it's a way of carving into the material directly, without a model. But in the letters he is sending from the United States at the moment, he says he receives too much bad news from France and that his heart just isn't in sculpture. So he has been drawing a lot, and he has illustrated the fight that's tearing the world apart in his own way with two wrestlers. Ah, that round is for me. <sighs> if I may make a small clarification, this is Greco-Roman wrestling, to be more precise. 
I don't know if you noticed, but you actually only wrestle with the upper body. The rules forbid any moves aimed beneath the belt. <laughs> and if you use your legs, what's it called? A brawl? The final countdown? <laughs> <laughs> we simply call it free wrestling. You know, wrestling is one of the oldest sports in history, if not the oldest. We have found Sumerian bas reliefs and sculptures representing wrestlers that date back to 3000 before Christ, earlier even. Greco-Roman wrestling was also included in the ancient Olympics in 708 before Christ and was featured in the list of events for the modern Olympics since they began in 1896. Greco-Roman wrestling, free wrestling. I would also like to add women's wrestling to your list. In fact, women's wrestling is free wrestling, where women, yes, you guessed it, compete against each other. Well, I am getting a little ahead. The sport was only included in the Olympic Games in 2004. Um, are you allowed to do that? Don't worry. It isn't painful. <sighs> Whew, the Olympic Games. That's what I'm fighting for. If you'll allow me that little joke. Our sport is a major one. At first, wrestling was part of the pentathlon and had its own separate contest. The athletes also fought naked and covered in oil. And I am quite happy they've changed that. <laughs> I bet you do. Anyway, it does show that wrestling personified, and still does personify, the splendor of a powerful body, don't you think? Physical strength becomes heroic. People, fascinated, talk of Herculean force. Besides, Zetkin made a drawing similar to this one, this time featuring Hercules. It represented the ninth labour, his fight against the Amazon Hippolyta. The composition is very similar. Mm. Oh yeah, I see the likeness. Wrestler's strength has always been praised, and their stories are true legends. Take Milo of Croton, for instance. He won the Olympic Wrestling Championship six times, more than any other ancient Olympic athlete. And we have found texts claiming that he could walk around a stadium while carrying a live bull on his shoulders, or that he could snap a rope wrapped around his head just by bulging his veins. <laughs> yes. Well, I don't want to spoil the mood, but for Zatkin, the labours of Hercules illustrate the tragedy of man, who by necessity is called to commit a said heroic act full of bravery. But at the same time, because of this, he has to witness the annihilation of a living being and see what an awful thing it is to kill. And those are his own words. Hang on, hang on, hang on. In wrestling, we have rules and we don't go that far. And what's more, the strength of wrestlers can even be used to save lives. Let's return to our famous Milo of Croton from antiquity. He was the pupil of the philosopher and mathematician Pythagoras. And it is said that he propped up the roof of his teacher's house during an earthquake, which allowed everybody inside to escape. Not bad, eh? Well, his own end was less glorious. According to one legend, he got stuck under a tree in the middle of the countryside because he had wanted to chop its dried-up stump with his bare hands, and he ended up getting eaten by wolves. 
<laughs> well, what about you then? Do you carry roofs or snap ropes by bulging your veins? <laughs> First, I'm going to try and get to the end of this interminable fight. Well, try and do better than Martin Klein. At Stockholm in 1912, the Russian athlete wrestled against the Finnish contender Alfred Azikainen in the semi final. And their fight lasted 11 hours and 40 minutes. Klein was qualified for the final, but he was so exhausted that he was unable to take part in it. Well, I'm not a demigod like Hercules, a human pillar like Croton, or a marathoning fighter like Klein, but uh, uh, I've won this fight. Ooh, well done! And don't worry, you're a wrestler who will be remembered in history. After the war, Zetkin returned to sculpture, which means that you, and uh, your not very talkative friend, will become symbols of an era. So, Croton, that old wrestler covered in olive oil, can eat his heart out. This fictional dialogue provides an auditory immersion in the work The Wrestlers by Osip Zadkin, a drawing made in 1943 and kept in the Zadkin Museum. That was Parry Musée Olympic, a podcast by Parry Musée, created by Nuit Noir. Did you like it? Discover the other museums by listening to Parry Musée Olympic. <laughs>